Hello, everyone, and welcome to Thrifters Villa, a podcast for resellers and entrepreneurs. I'm Daniela. And I'm Lori. And today we are going to sit down and talk to you about the infamous Goodwill Outlets, also known as The Bins. We know there are so many videos and social media content out there that talk about the bins, so we want this episode to be a bit different. Yeah, that's right. We want you to not only be prepared for what the bins may be like, but we also want to discuss the strategies and techniques each of us apply when sourcing at the bins versus a traditional thrift or consignment store. Okay, let's get to it then. The Adventures of the Goodwill Outlets in three, two. One. Here we are. <laughs> Hi, Daniela. How's your week going, Lori? Uh, you know, it's going. It's going. Reselling-wise, it's been a bit slow. I'm not going to lie. Um, I, had like a, I had a really good weekend uh, two weekends ago. Was that two weekends ago or was it last week? I don't even Yeah, know. it was like fire for you. Yeah, it was really good. And then the week was okay. And this past weekend was dead. Um, I made a few sales and then I want to say I made like three sales total. From Monday mm-hmm. to Monday, we'll say like a full week, I made 10 sell- sales, which is mm-hmm. nothing <laughs> um, for me anyway. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's been been kind of dead on my but end. did you like move some like good pieces like nice mm-hmm. items or are they just really no hanging no, the, fruit yeah the the previous week I did yeah. uh this past week it was just kind of like random things that have been sitting in my closet for a while which is great that I'm getting rid of them uh but nothing of value I guess yeah. Is the way sometimes those it. random sales make me very happy like the ones where that where the items are like two weeks away from being pulled out of my inventory yeah. and someone buys them. I love that. Yeah, me too. Me too. It's a good feeling like, oh, thank God. You know, like it's, it wasn't there that it bad of a buy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It took kind of validates your purchase a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't anything great. I did have some good sales on um, the real real. So I guess I'll talk about that. So I had sold that Max Mara coat, right? I think oh, I talked yes. about that on here too. Okay. Well, it yes. got returned twice already. And, no uh, way. Yeah. Yeah. But it just sold again today. But every time it gets relisted, it sells immediately because it's considered an editor's pick. So I reached out to them and I was like, hey, I noticed this keeps getting returned. And I think it's because of the sizing, like the measurements don't equate to what you put down as the actual size. Cause when I looked at the measurements, it's measuring as like a medium large, but they had it listed as an extra large because the interior tag states that it's oh. considered an extra, an extra small. I'm sorry. I don't know why I just said extra large, extra small is what I meant to say. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a European 36, I think, which mm-hmm. would technically be an extra small, but the measurements are more of like a medium large. So they tweak the little tiny people people are getting it and then it's big for them. Correct. So I think it's meant to be oversized, but Mm -hmm. it's too oversized for someone that would fit into like a size two, size four. Mm -hmm. So they tweaked that and it's still sold. It sold um, this morning. So let's see. So for the third time it is sold and for how much money is it selling for? Uh, 1300 well it's like 1397 i think so about oh, $1400 so i i know oh, so my, my profit is $837 something like that um and i paid 
$5.49 for it. My goodness. So see, then you don't have to sell anything on Poshmark when you have a week like that. I guess, theoretically, but I don't get that money until March 15th. So Um, (laughs) assuming assuming it sticks, you know, so I still have, I have another week, so hopefully it sticks and I can get that money deposited in March 15th. So we shall pray to the thrift gods this week for you. I know. And I haven't been thrifting. Like I went a couple days last week, but I haven't really been sourcing much. Um, Mm -hmm. I just think because things are kind of slow. So I don't like to keep buying things if it's slow. I want to move through what I have and then kind of go from there. No, that's understandable. Yeah. Well, what about you? How's your thrift less February going? Thrift less February is good. Sorry, I have to let my lucky out of the room. He's like in and out, in and out. Um, very well. It's going very well. I think I'm at about 145 listings right now. That's awesome, Lori. Yeah, I know. It's very exciting to just, um, it's funny for me to just be tracking everything. Like, what I'm pulling for donation, what I'm pulling for consignment, like just tracking the actual number of items leaving my house. I don't know. I'm kind of like really enjoying it. But yeah, I think I'm at 145, but those are not 145 items from my death pile because I did go sourcing, which I had planned to do once I hit my hundred. So probably I would say about 20 of those items are new items that I've purchased. But um, yeah, I just feel like I'm really in a rhythm and enjoying the process. And I think I had said in my last video, I think I'm going to do this once a week out of every month because all of my, what I will say as I'm entering the third week of February here is I'm just not going to get to half of the things I had hoped to because the listing process is just taking a long time and the the moving of the items out. So like I wanted to go through my entire personal closet, no chance that's happening this month. Um, I am trying to do some different um, content on YouTube outside of hauls and traditional things that I've done. So like, I, I don't know if you saw my poll on Instagram today, but I'm, I've, had a, I, I've had so many requests for um, Poshmark for new people, uh, like mm-hmm. just doing a video on it. And um, I guess it surprises me because I, I assume sometimes that my audience is experienced and I... I forget that there are new people every day who are trying out Poshmark. So I'm excited for that. So I think I have 13 questions already. I started the poll today. So um, yeah, I'll have a lot of questions to answer and I'm excited about that. So it'll just be like a Q and a, but I'm excited for that. So thriftless February is going well and sales are are good. And um, yeah, just moving through the month. It's flying by. I know. I was just going to say that I can't believe it's going to be March in a week. So when this comes out, it'll already be March, right? Yeah. It'll be the first week of March, but it's kind of crazy how it's flying by. Yeah, I know. It's going to be Easter before we know it. I was talking about that with my grandma today and I was like, oh my God, Easter is like a month away. (laughs) That's When is Easter this month? I think it's it's late. I think it's the end of April, maybe. I don't know. I just know that it's going to be here before I know it. For sure. I like a late I like a late Easter though. I'm excited. So talking about, you know, new people to Poshmark and everything. um, I think that this episode is going to be a lot of fun for new and veteran resellers. So Lori and I kind of want to, we had a discussion about the Goodwill outlets last week and 
we thought it'd be fun to talk to you guys about like the backstory of the Will Outlets, um, what they stand for, because I think that's important as well to to understand what these businesses stand for and what they do for the community. Because not mm -hmm. every thrift store, consignment store, or or all these different um, outlets that are out there are nonprofits. So I think it's important to know what they are as businesses, and uh, and what what our experiences have been, and what we anticipated, and what our strategies are, and maybe what the uh, myths are out there or you know what other people have heard about it and they kind of have all these questions and don't know where to go for it so we hope this episode will kind of help fill that void for you guys yeah I'm, I'm excited this is a very fun topic for me I, I was just saying to you before we started recording like every week is exciting like I loved our open-ended kind of when we went rogue and then last week we had our talk with Denali which was so wonderful and now the bin so let's get into it Yes, yes, yes. So the backstory of the Goodwill Outlets. I don't know if everyone who's listening knows what they're about, but here's a little snippet from their website. So um, for more than 118 years, 157 local Goodwill organizations across the United States, Canada, and 12 other countries, I had no idea they were in other countries, so that was new to me, yeah. have helped people find jobs, support their families, and feel the satisfaction that comes from working. Goodwill organizations assist people through a variety of employment uh, placement services, job training programs, and other community-based services. So basically, in that little blurb, they are a nonprofit, mm -hmm. um, and their main focus is to provide employment and training opportunities to individuals within their communities that they're located in, which I think is fantastic. Um, I love nonprofits. I think they're a great thing to support and knowing that about them and how they really try to help employ people and give them better, better opportunities in their lives uh, makes me want to support them a little bit more, you know, maybe um, do more of like a donation thing for them in terms of like maybe give them money or something. Yeah, for sure. And there are a lot of like local church thrift stores and such too that also yep. support. And Sabres is the, Epile uh, the Epilepsy Foundation here in Massachusetts. I think is it may it be different. different per state. I said, I don't know what it is here in Rhode Island. I think it may be. Um, but I don't know that I would, I don't think Sabres is a nonprofit. They are not a nonprofit, no. no. Yeah, they are so not a nonprofit. That is, they are yeah, for so there's the difference, for sure, yeah. for sure. Yeah, so the um, money that Goodwill's getting, they're putting towards all of their employment trainings and, you know, all of that stuff. Now, they do have the Goodwill um, online store where you can bid. It's almost like an eBay I don't know if that's strictly profit for them or if that's still going back into their services they provide. I would assume. I would guess that. that some portion of all the funds would go back. The The percentage of what goes back, that I don't know. Yeah, neither do I. And they're not, obviously they don't say that. I'm sure if we dug deeper, we'd be able to find that out. But um, so yeah, they are a nonprofit. Uh, Starlick Savers, they are for profit. They are not a nonprofit. They do do things within the community that... Um, uh, may help support a foundation, but they, they're purely profit. So there is a difference right. between that. So what types of items end up at the Goodwill outlet? That is um, a question a lot of people wonder about. And I would say, generally speaking, there are, I, I mean, all sorts of things can um, end up at everything. the outlet. <laughs> the outlet in New Hampshire doesn't have furniture per se, but I have seen outlets with furniture or maybe they have like small items, but like I, I've been to outlets that have like couches, but yeah, that I one doesn't. I don't think I've ever seen it in New Hampshire. 
I feel like the one in Connecticut had more furniture, but I could be mistaken. Mm -hmm. And I didn't see furniture in Maine, but, but I want to say that one of the big differences or one of the things that uh, seasoned pickers look for at my bins and people feel differently, but um, I get excited about what we call raw donations, which Mm. are things that Mm -hmm. just um, basically go from the donation pile to the bin. So they never see the store, which which can be really exciting. I mean, you can open up like a trash bag and it could have, you know, a stack of Lululemon leggings or something like that. I mean, that's never happened to me, but I've definitely hit bins with raw donations that have just a ton of good stuff. Um, so sometimes at the bins, when people see a bin roll over and it's loaded with items with tags, they get disappointed because they think, oh, these are all the things that have been passed over at the right. store. Now they're getting dumped here. But I would just say one thing to that is that sometimes things are passed over. Like in Boston, I noticed they price things, they can price things high because they yeah. have that boutique section. Right. So in that case, it's kind of fun when you're like, oh yeah, you know, this Max Mara sweater sweater didn't sell and now it ended up here because they had it priced at $18 or $25 or whatever. So that's not the same like New Hampshire doesn't I think the New Hampshire retail location is off. I mean Oh my god it is it's awful. I agree with you. It is just not um like I look at other people post on social media right and what they find at Goodwill stores and I'm like yeah that's not happening around here. I don't know what it is about that (laughs) Goodwill in me in particular but I have no luck. Every time I spend 30 minutes in the retail store, I yep. just think I should have just stayed at the bins. I yeah, just or I should have just went home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just go home at this point. Like, why do I even bother going? I go in there to use the bathroom. That I'm like, I'm just gonna look around and see what they have, and it's a total waste of time. Every mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, we did have a question on social media. Someone did have a, a question in terms of like where we start when we go like into the bins, like what kind of bins are actually there. So. Uh, we're going to touch on that kind of stuff too with you guys. You, you know, we're not just talking about the type of donations that they have, but like where we actually specifically look for things and, you know, the raw donations are kind of everywhere, which is interesting. Yes. Um, be, some of the raw donations of clothing are in the hard goods and vice versa. And it's, it's a, it's like a puzzle, you know, you kind of go wherever and figure it out. The raw donations are great. If you mm-hmm. hit the right day, I find. Yeah, they have potential to be great. You could also open up a bag and, and be really sorry yeah, that you opened up What about the people that, that just grab all the raw donation bags? They just like take them out of the bin and run away with them. And then you find it like an hour later in another bin because there actually wasn't anything in there that's worth it. I've seen that happen quite a few times. Yes. So at our, you, you know, our friend Mohammed, who is yes. the, the sweetest oh man. Oh my God, such, such a good man who works in New Hampshire. And I've noticed um, the last couple of times that I've been, he waits like right as they're coming out and he opens all of the bags and dumps them before he comes out because I think it was becoming an issue. I so, think it is um, an issue. So, yeah, it is an issue. So I, I, I thought that that was kind of a cool thing to see him do that and just kind of spread it out and get rid of like the junk, like the plastic bag. He just kind of mm-hmm. pulls it back out and he spreads. I, I noticed it specifically for the shoe bin. Yeah, the shoe bin is like, war zone <laughs> especially since they downgraded to two bins instead of the four or six or how many it was before it's just so different now but you know other items that you might find there are like uh, records and books um all different types of hard goods home goods a lot of uh, like our bins has a lot of bedding a lot of towels 
so when they do roll the things out though just just to clarify so like even in maine it was that way too right how there are several bins in the section which are what we call the or they call the hard goods which which have like the houseware stuff yeah. and like board games and knickknacks and at our bins creepy santa claus creepy santa claus <laughs> yes you never know what you're gonna find in there occasionally uh -huh. there'll be like a purse or a pair of shoes thrown in but mostly they are like kitchen pans and such and then they have a whole separate one with just glassware that comes out but they that's don't rotate the glassware though i feel like that stays the same the entire time when we're in new hampshire yeah i've seen it rotated out very infrequently but people seem yeah. to get excited there's a section for just books um i did notice um i was just recently in new hampshire and uh they did have a so the bins now they have them in a cluster of four Yes, which I and like they, better. I'm not going to lie. Yes. And like they pulled better. it away from the wall. So it, mm -hmm. it's, it's a little more civil to get around there. And I did notice that this particular rotation, that one of the bins was all handbags and leatherware, like belts and purses yep. and wallets. And which, ties too. Yes, because I feel like in the past, a lot of the times the, the purses and stuff are mixed in with the hard goods. Yeah, which I thought was weird. So Very I weird. Like skimmed the hard goods to see if I could find a purse. But I mean, by the time you get there, the, the hard goods section in New Hampshire, I feel like, not to just keep talking about New Hampshire, but I feel like it's always bombarded with people. Like it's to the point where you can't even fit in. Like you can't even slither your body in. It's just crazy. I actually love when the when the hard goods come out because it's not my thing. So I feel like mm -hmm. a lot of people go over there and that gives me a chance to just really focus in on the clothing. Funny story. Um, I ask Muhammad sometimes to bring out the shoes when they bring out the hard goods <laughs> Ben, I've asked him twice and he did it for me once and I was like, this is perfect. Everyone's at the hard goods. <laughs> and then you go to the shoes. I know. He's yeah. so sweet. I know. It, it, that is really one tip if you're writing things down is to just be nice to the employees. Oh, Smile. Yeah. Awesome. Pick things up off the floor. Don't be aggressive. Like, Don't just, be a jerk. <laughs> I mean, totally like the golden rule. Like do one yeah. to others at the bins. And I really, I am such a firm believer in thrift karma in karma in general but i really yeah. do believe you know at our bins um they do not um attach the shoes and they don't in boston either but i feel like they did in maine they did in maine which was i loved i it that was, was so peaceful and organized yep. there that was my favorite part about the Maine bins was that i could look at the shoes and grab a pair and not have to like be so flustered trying to find the match and i mean there were instances where they were untied but for the most part it was all put together and i i loved that it was a really nice thing and i think in connecticut um they they also attach them but um connecticut i think only does like a massive shoe rotation in, in the morning Once and they bring out an absurd amount and then i think that's it but i'm not an expert this was through a discussion i've had with someone who frequented i think it was mira who who was pretty used yeah. to connecticut and so it, i guess it was a madhouse like in the morning but then that was it for the day but i don't know that was I mean, I don't even think Mira's been to Connecticut in a few months, so things can always change. But um, Boston, the shoes are not connected, um, not not that I remember, and the bins are very, very deep. So it's it's that same, you know, you're going through. But I will say across the board, I feel like people are very 
kind if you have if you found a shoe and they see you have it it's almost like whoever has it in their hand first and says hey everyone i'm looking for this shoe they almost like claim it you know what i mean if, yeah. if you announce that you have it first i know i've heard street savvy say that in colorado they flip for it which i think is great i think so too i mean that's they flip fair. a coin yeah it's fair i mean if that's how they want to do it i'm if people agree to do it if that's the culture there i think what's interesting is is the culture of all the bins so we may be talking about bins here and someone could be listening and say my bins are nothing like that you know right. so right. we're really only talking about the bins that we've been to um but yeah, so also they, when we say a rotation, a rotation is when they take away an old bin and they roll out a new one. So some days you hit it where they're rotating quickly. Sometimes I feel like they rotate them too fast. Like, oh yeah. my gosh, I didn't, have I didn't have time to get through that bin. Yep. And other days it feels like you're waiting and waiting and you feel like you've been through. Although I never really sit and wait. Sometimes when I see people just checking out, well, sometimes they're sorting or they're checking comps and stuff, but I tend to just keep going because there's just so much there. I feel like there's got to be something somewhere, but. Yeah, I definitely go back to those bins too. And then like in terms of rotations, every bins location uh, rotates differently. So in New Hampshire, it could be like every 20 minutes, it could be every hour, it could be every 15 minutes, but there's no set schedule in the, in the way that they rotate in every section that they wrote. So I know some bins rotate like all the bins all at once and it's New York city does that Queens does it. And it's, it's crazy. And everybody has to wait behind a line and it's it's like a mad dash. That was the most aggressive. Yeah. I I feel like they need to change that, but I don't like that method to be honest. Like I like the way New Hampshire does it, like the way Maine did it, the way Boston does it. I haven't been to Connecticut, but I think they do it the same way where it's like each section just gets rotated on the schedule that they have. However, they designate it. Um, so, you know, these four bins are closed, are, come, are going out, are going into the back, I should say. And now four more bins are coming from the back out to the floor. So, um, it, it just, you can kind of gauge your time better and you can kind of pace yourself a little bit better. I feel yeah, like it's all staggered. the bins. So like right. in, in New York, like there were people that sprinted to the purses and there were good purses in New York, but they had the bags attached to them where they just <laughs> put their whole body on the bin and they scooped everything into a bag. And by the time I got there, it was in that, that was it. They only rotated them once, like every hour and 15 minutes. And um, so if you focused on anything but the purses, you weren't going to get a purse where when it's staggered, you can walk over to the hard goods and then, oh, well now they just brought out some shoes. I'm going to go over to shoes or what's going right. on with books. Not that I ever look at books, but yeah, it's doing. nice to have them staggered. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, every bin is different and we can only speak on our experiences, um, and every Goodwill store is different too. And, you know, we'll go into a little bit later in the episode about the traditional Goodwill store and, and thrift stores and kind of the differences between them. Um, but the bins is a, it's a free for all and it can be really great if you're trying to watch your cost of goods, you need to keep them low. So our bins, for example, are by the pound, um, except for Boston, which is per item. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know some bins have it where it's by the pound that once you reach a certain amount, it, the the price that you're paying decreases. What is it? Once you reach a hundred pounds, usually Lori. Yeah. It will go from like a dollar 29 or 39 to 99 cents. Or I, I don't know if it's 50 pounds or a hundred pounds. I yeah. think New York had that scale, but we don't have anything like that around here. I wish we did, but then I feel like I would end up buying more than I needed. Right. Right. Cause you're like, Oh, I got to hit a hundred pounds, you know? And so I can get this 
at a lower price. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're watching your cost of goods, it's great. If you are it's the best, <laughs> it is. If you're looking for very specific items, you might be disappointed because mm -hmm. um, it's really hit or miss. It depends on what's out there that day. Um, and if you're just kind of going to experience it and to see what it's about, then you should absolutely do it and enjoy it because it can be fun. I mean, we have fun when we go, we make it an outing, you know, it's, I've oh, it's really fun. And I feel like there's no, there's nothing else. There was nothing in my world ever up until age 44, 45, when I went to the bins for the first time, there was, I'd never had a shopping experience like that in my oh, life. Yeah. And so it's, it's really, and, and it's funny now I have friends who will call and say, I want to try the bins with you. And I think they're all, once they acclimate to the, the area, then, then they're like, okay, I can get into this and I can kind of see them move through the phases of like shock to, I don't want to be this close to that person or this guy smells bad or like whatever. <laughs> and then by the end, they're like, you know, chatting with people and throwing me things that they find. And it, it's fun to, to experience it with someone for the first time. Yeah. And I think this is a perfect segue into what we want to talk about next, which is what our first impressions were of the bins and how we kind of got our information on the bins and what we expected and what really happened once we were there. Oh, so, yeah. Um, my first experience with the bins was at the New Hampshire bins. But the reason why I found the New Hampshire bins was because of Lori. So Get out. <laughs> no, really. So when I was on YouTube, this is last year, and I had never been to the bins before. Now, I had some friends who were reselling that had been to the bins, and they mentioned it to me, but like I had never experienced it, and I didn't really understand what it was. And you almost feel silly asking someone who's been like, well, what's, what's the bins? And like, what? what's it like? You know, you almost feel silly asking someone who's done it before. That's a little more experienced. Um, so I was on YouTube and I was, I think I, I think I typed in New Hampshire Goodwill outlets and you came up Lori. So oh, I nice. watched one of your videos on it. And then I started to like, look at other Goodwill outlet bins and got petrified because some of the videos that are out there are so scary when you're brand new. And it's like, people are running to bins and throwing things around and you know you just don't know what to expect because every video is so different when it comes to yeah. the bins which is mm -hmm. why I think this episode's important too to kind of give you a perspective that it's, right. it's not linear like it's different everywhere it's a continuum like it's mm -hmm. some places are really calm some places are really crazy it just depends on where you are so I was like for me to gear up for my first trip I was I was a little nervous um I didn't really know what to expect. I knew that it might be crazy. I knew it was going to be dirty. I knew I was going to sneeze. Um, <laughs> I knew I had to bring usable bags. Uh, I knew it was mm -hmm. by the pound. And I and I went with my friend, Jill, who I know will be listening. So hi, Jill. Mm -hmm. we hi, Jill. Together. Yes. <laughs> and uh, we went together. And she had been, I think, once or twice before. And she kind of prepped me on my way there. And we talked about it and stuff. And we both got a carriage and walked in. And I just kind of followed her lead at first because I didn't really know what to do, right? Like you walk in and it's a little overwhelming because there's so many bins of things. And you don't really know. What the and there's no order. 
either. So no. it's not like, oh, this rack looks pretty. I'll go over here. Like, right, right. Nothing's right. pretty. You just and have you don't to be know like, like okay. This like it's not a bin of all jeans. Like that doesn't happen often. Like it's a bin of everything. So I walked in and we looked at shoes first, and I just kind of like brought my carriage around, and I would I would stop in each bin and kind of sort through, but not really getting too deep into it. And then I want to say I started to like get my groove and feel comfortable halfway through. And then I really started to dig and, and, you know, was watching everyone at the hard goods and started talking to some people around me. And, you know, you, you start to get into that rhythm and I was hooked and I loved it. And I wanted to go back next weekend. Like that, like that's how the day went. Just what you described is, is what is, is what I was just saying. Like when Mm -hmm. you see, like at first people are kind of peripheral and then, and then they, okay, maybe I'll try this bin. But I even know when I'm like not in the zone and I don't know if this happens to you, Daniela, like I will just kind of like more surface stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like just kind of mosey or I just need a break from it. But like, yeah, once you're really in, and and I found that about Boston when I went with um, Jen, who is the savvy outfitter on Instagram. Hey Jen. Hey Jen. We like tackled like the entire bin and it was like an entirely different experience for me because I didn't really as much bins experience as I had. I didn't really know how to do Boston, you know? And so I, I think I did just do more surfacy and that I couldn't really find a rhythm my first couple of times because I, I, I just didn't get the way that they did things there. But now I feel like the way Jen and I did it was really great. We faced each other um, one on one bin and then I was on the other side because they lined them up. So these are the deep ones. So picture like you know, you're watching Little Orphan Annie and they, they sneak her out of the orphanage yeah. in that thing where they throw all the blankets. Yep. Like that's what yep. you're digging through. Yeah. So there's four and four. So Jen was on one side, I was on the other. We were facing each other and we literally just started item by item and taking things out and putting to the left, to the left, to the left. And once we find something, we'd keep it. Then once we would go through that entire bin, we would put everything back and then we would move to the left and we would tackle the next one, which may have been super boring for me if I was alone. But I was the just going to say, you were with yeah. someone, which I feel like in Boston, you need to be with someone so that you can tackle the bin appropriately because they are so deep and they are so big and there is so much stuff. It's overwhelming. Yeah, I feel like I could do it now on my own. Um, I just, I mean, in general, just wouldn't have as much fun because yeah. it would, it just passed the time so quickly. And there were many times like she would, find something and toss it to me and I would find something toss it to her so it was it was great but that was the that was a very different approach um than how I approached New Hampshire so were your first bins New Hampshire Lori oh absolutely yes and um it was funny that you found found one of my videos and I'm happy you did um because when I the first time I went was in September or October of 2018 so probably like we're going on like a year and a half ago. Um, but um, yeah, I'm trying to think. I lost my train of thought. Oh, so I went online just like you did. But I feel like even 18 months ago, there were not that many videos. So I feel like I t- a lot of the videos, not to interrupt you, Lori, were like oh, snippets of like, here's what it looks like, but no real explanation or story behind it. You know, it was just like, look at the Goodwill outlets and how crazy it is and, and video. You know what I mean? Like it was a lot of that. 
Exactly. I would agree. And, and um, there was a lot of like, oh, I'll get in trouble if I film there. I've never had a problem filming. I mean, there are signs up in Boston that say you can't film. I think it's because they don't want employees filmed or people who may be there out of necessity or, you know, just out of respect and privacy for people in general. But um, I still filmed my own little corner and nobody's ever said anything to me. But um, I think there was such a mystique even just like a year and a half ago. And now there's so much out there. It's crazy. It's actually nice because I feel like there are so many questions. But when I went, yeah, I, I wish I could go give credit to the person on YouTube who I found, but it was a very amateur video. I don't even know if it was somebody who like had a channel per se, but just posted their experience. And um, yeah, I, I honestly don't even really like remember my first trip. <laughs> Exactly. Isn't that crazy? I feel like I've been so many times. I don't really even remember it at this point, but um, I do know that each time it, I got a little bit more familiar, the ride got faster. And yeah. like I walk in and I go to the left and I usually look at shoes first. Yeah, um, I do the same thing. I also have this funny habit. Like I feel like I need to pick up something. So I'll throw a couple things in my cart that are questionable, <laughs> but just to feel like, okay, like I have something in my cart. Nine times out of 10, yeah. I have like, tossing that first thing back out. But until you start like finding your rhythm and finding things that are worthy of taking home, you know, sometimes you're like, well, I'm not crazy about these American Eagle jeans, but I haven't found anything yet. So I'm going to toss them in my carriage. Do you ever get that feeling? Well, even if you're at the thrift store, right? Either the outlets or the thrift store and you're going through and you're not finding anything. And it's almost like I have to put something in my cart. Otherwise, what am I doing here? Kind of thing. Like it's almost like an anxiety provoked feeling. Like I got to put something in my cart. Like I can't walk away with anything. Like yeah, I just, a when I'm at bit. the bins, it, I do yeah. all the time because it's so far for me to go. And I'm like, I drove all this way. I'm not going to bring anything home. Like I have to bring something home. You know what I, I mean? Something. I get that. I have yeah. Something. Yep. No, I've definitely felt that way before. So um, I, I have most certainly gotten a lot pickier about what I get at the bins. I, I feel like now I really give myself time to sort and go through like that's part of my day where I would say even six months ago, I would just kind of be wing it. I mean, I would, I always run comps on certain things, but now I, I'm looking, I'm scrutinizing each piece a, a lot more now in an effort to just reduce the amount I'm taking home. Well, I think that there's more to that too. I think it's also, you wanting to make sure that you are bringing home quality items that are going to be worth the time and effort you're putting into them after you get home from the bins, you know, like it's great to have all different items in your closet. And and I'm a big supporter of that, but I'm also a big supporter of you're using your time and energy to do this. Then you want to make sure your return on investment is going to be worth it on something, even if it is a low cost of goods. Like you want to be able to say, okay, I know I only paid X amount for this and it's a great item and I know it's going to sell and it's something that people are looking for. Like, I think all of that plays into it. It plays into that whole storyline. Mm -hmm. One of the other things I just recently started to do, and it's totally just like a mental game, but it makes me feel better, is when I get home, like say, say I spend $35 and I get 25 pounds or whatever, and I do the math and I try to figure out, you know, I figure out what my cost of goods is. If I go through that first round before I write down what my cost of goods is, if I discover like two or three pieces that I just shake my head and say, why did I even take this home? Before yeah. I even write down my cost of goods, I just eliminate a few pieces. And then I'm like, uh -huh. okay, I, I actually only got 22 pieces that are worthy of me selling. 
Um, and then I divide it by that. And I, that's how I get my cost of goods. Like I don't even consider a few things now when I come mm -hmm. home, if I am, when I'm entering them and recording what I got, writing down the brand, like I will just be like, nope, I shouldn't have taken this home. And so I, I don't even let it go into my inventory anymore. I just I immediately put good. it in a donate pile. Yeah. Yeah. It's been really good, good practice process. for me. And then I'm like, okay, so instead of everything costing, you know, a dollar thirty-five per item, I, I just eliminated three to five items and now, you know, things cost me a dollar fifty. Big deal. You right. know, and right. and this is clutter I'm not gonna deal with for the At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best, it's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Next year. Mm-hmm. I like that. I think that mm -hmm. I think more people should adopt that policy because we all don't pick up great things. There are times I leave, you know, savers and I'm like, what was I thinking? Why did I grab this? And I'm spending more money when I'm at Savers. Good mm -hmm. thing about that is I can exchange it. But um, there have been times that I like rip the tag off and I'm like, yeah, this is great. I'm going to, I'm going to list it. And then once the tag's off, I can't do much with it. And I've had to kind of cut my losses and donate it yeah. back. I just did it on Monday. I was there for the, well, on Sunday, I went to the half off sale and three items off the top of my head. I got a Cynthia Rowley uh, snakeskin leather purse. Actually, this is really nice. I just feel like it's not a big name. And I, I looked at the comps and some of these bags sold like 30 ish, mm -hmm. but then there were a fair amount that sold for like 15. And I'm like, do well, I want to take a chance on this? I paid $3 cause it was half off or three fifty. but I don't know. I think I'm taking it back. Yeah, I think I would take it back only because a brand like that is found in like a Burlington Coat Factory and a TJ Maxx and a Marshalls and they usually get discounted or clearanced out at really low prices. I feel like that's where everything kind of gets skewed, right? Like in this reselling world we live in now, it's it, it, it can be difficult because a lot of these brands that maybe used to be worth an amount, right? And a mm -hmm. higher amount mm -hmm. are now being placed into more discounted stores, um, kind of devaluing yeah. it in terms of resale. And it was, it's a beautiful bag and it was in perfect condition and it totally fits my aesthetic. And I love the animal print and it was, it was quality, it was leather, but I'm like, and then I picked up these boots and they were juicy couture, which oh. I rarely pick up. But I've actually, I got to say, if I look at my sell-through rate for juicy, it's pretty damn good. Isn't and it's it? a, yeah, you'd be I surprised. I always pass it. Always. I do too. I just happened to have a few pieces that were like in my closet. I had picked up like the classic terry cloth low-waisted juicy couture like teal that i used white. to have when i was 16 <laughs> exactly um, but they were new with tag and i literally bought them like five years ago at a yard sale thinking angelina would wear them and she's like right. mom those are like very 2005 no so right, i angelina calm them down and, yeah and they they <laughs> both they both i had those and they sold and then after that i picked up another pair but anyway these were mint condition really cute stacked heel ankle booty but then i got home and i looked closely they were like new I would have considered them like new without tag. Um, and they were from Kohl's and they weren't even leather. And I was like, what were you thinking, Lori? Like, nope, they're going back. And again, they were like two fifty because they were five forty nine, but still like not worth it. I'd rather bring those two items back and get $6 to like walk around and maybe find something better, you know? Yeah. So yeah. that's my plan. 
I'm with you on that. I, you know, I think we all have those moments where we grab things and it's, and it can happen anywhere that you source or shop at. And then you just sit back and you're like, what? I just, I don't know what I was thinking in the moment. I just threw it in there and off I went, you know? Off we went. Yeah. So really quick, Daniela, just a quick transition here. How about we just do, because I feel like some of this is going to be redundant for people Mm -hmm. who have been to the bins, but why don't we just go over our own little personal checklist for what we like to bring to the bins to be prepared. So like, you know, we can just go over a list, like tell me like your top five, top 10 things that you bring just like bullet point. Mm-hmm. So um, I always bring snacks and a water bottle. That is number one on my list because I usually spend all day there. So I need to make sure I have food and water. Now there are vending machines at our bins, but I still like to bring my own stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. I bring at least five or six reusable bags. I use two to like cover my items with that are in my cart. And then I have the rest just hanging out in the top for when I'm ready to fill them. Um, in terms of like clothing that I wear, cause I think that's important to have on my bullet point list is I wear leggings. I wear a beat up sweatshirt or a t-shirt and the most comfortable sneakers that I have in my closet because you're on your feet all day long. Yep. And um, my phone fully charged Sometimes I bring headphones. That's not necessity for me. Um, but my phone fully charged and like a backup battery pack or something so that I have my phone accessible to me to look up comps and do all the things that I need to do. That's what's important to me. What about you, Lori? Um, pretty similar, actually. Um, I, I do bring a water bottle and I make sure that it's something I can close the top to because I've made the mistake of bringing like, you know, like a reusable one from home that has like a straw. Yeah, you know, and um, I don't like anything exposed there, so it's important that my water bottle closes. Um, yeah, usually something protein like almonds or a keto bar or something like that. Um, sometimes I bring wipes, but not always. They have hand sanitizer yeah, they have there, hand sanitizer. and I really don't use it on my way in. I just use it on my way out. So there's, I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes in between rotations, if like I touch a really gross bin that I'm not quite sure what I touched, then I'll. I'll use the hand sanitizer. Yes. Um, and also wipey sometimes if there's just like a little stain. I, I buy baby wipes oh, for everything. Oh, I totally forgot about that. I bring a Tide pen. Oh, oh yes. That. That's great. I, I, I see pen. that is such a great idea. So I don't bring a Tide pen, but sometimes I'll just bring a package of like wet wipes or whatever. And I'll like lightly go over something. Um, so that the water, I never go there without my big blue Ikea bag, but that's mm-hmm. usually the only bag that I bring. And I don't, I've been covering my, my carriages more recently than I used to. So um, sometimes I'll just grab a blanket, but that's, you know, you don't always know what you're getting when you grab a blanket or a sheet. But um, if I find something that I really love, I just make sure I put it in my Ikea bag and then I put it in the big part of the cart. So it's like deepest in there. And then I keep stuff I'm not as interested in above. Whenever I find a single shoe, it goes underneath um, or in the front part of the carriage until I find it's mate or not. And then it goes back. Um, what am I missing? I am not a headphones person. I like to know what's going on around me. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think I brought headphones once and I was totally distracted by them. Like I I kept putting them in and out of my ear and they weren't comfortable, but that's really, I mean, there are people who will not even source without their headphones. So that's a personal thing. Yeah. Um, I think it's important to note too, that 
depending on the bins that you go to. So like when we went to Maine, Lori, everyone there and like Mira had told us like grab a plastic bin when, when you're out there um, sourcing the bins. So they don't really use their carriages as much. Like they have plastic bins that come out in the bins there for you to go through and they just grab them and start throwing things in these, you know, big totes and that's to what kind of use. dump them back in their, yeah. In their cart. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I noticed we did that with, with the shoes. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, there was something that I was just going to say. Mira actually had um, the Doc Martin balm with her, and she was like buffing shoes while we were there. That I was, was really genius. Impressed. So she has an actual kit, which I think I she might. Has a kit. Yeah, I might do that when I go to the bins next. Is I think I want to have like a first aid kit, but for thrifting, and mm-hmm. include like um, some type of oil and leather cleaner and, you know, my, the shout wipes and a Tide pen, like all those different things so that I can sit in a corner really quick, try to take something out. And if it doesn't come out, well, then it's getting tossed back so that I'm not wasting my time and purchasing the item. So that, that I think is going to be added to my list. Yeah. I thought that was such a great idea. I loved it. Um, I have recently tried to bring a separate bag for shoes so that I just keep all the the clothing in the blue bag. It really just depends on how much I'm buying. One thing that I would like to note is that I am very dependent on the cart. Like if I don't get a carriage, I get real anxiety. Like it really bothers me to not have a home base. And some people are very comfortable with it. It's like, again, it's the culture of their bins. They know they're not going to have it. Um, Actually, when I went with Jen, she was super comfortable, like just throwing that Ikea bag over her shoulder. And I was like, oh, like, so we went in and we got a cart. We, I think we shared it. And, um, but there were points. You actually got a cart in Boston? Well, we went for, I like, I, I beelined it it, and I was, it was really focused on it because I know how much it throws me off. Or when you go to Savers on like half off day. Oh yeah. And you don't find a cart and you just want to walk out of the store. (laughs) It's really hard. It's a total mental thing for me. Um, But yeah, so it's good to get there early so that you can get a cart. But then I know in New York, you can't bring your cart in between. So you basically park your cart and you must have a blanket because you're away from your cart for most of your time. Um, but in New Hampshire, I mean, the, the carts are everywhere. So again, you can't really get the carts through in Boston. So Boston's more of like a park it and revisit your cart sort of thing. And put a blanket over it. But New Hampshire, I don't use a blanket as much because I tend to have my cart closer to me. And because I know the people there and I guess I just feel pretty comfortable there. Like Mira leaves the bins and goes grab coffee and comes back and leaves her cart. Yeah, I couldn't do that. (laughs) I don't know that I could. There are a few people now that I feel like I could trust to watch my cart. But um, I would, because we don't have incentive, I would just check out and then come back in. I've done that before too. Check out and go back in. That's what I would do. Um, but yeah, I hope that, I hope that helps everyone. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't even, it's just not even that bad. Just go. If you're on the fence, just oh, go. Yeah. You, you may love it. You may hate it, but, but stop, like rip the bandaid off and get in your car. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I mean, some people, if you are sensitive, like you have really bad allergies, you might want to bring a mask. Like, uh, they yes. sell Amazon specifically mm-hmm. with bad allergies, like, or some people wear gloves. Like I, I know some of our friends wear gloves. Um, I don't, I like to feel the items and that's kind of how I know if I should grab it or not. Sometimes, uh, if I can't easily see the brand, I'll go by touch. Uh, sometimes I write, sometimes I'm wrong, but you know, I do like to feel things. Uh, yeah. I don't wear gloves except, um, Jen brought them to Boston and, um, I had, I ripped the first one. So then I just kept one glove on And her theory is that when you're picking through clothes, you grab the clothes, it kind of sticks to the glove. 
Mm-hmm. And um, it, your fatigue is less when you're in those bins. And I have to say, I, I called it the Michael Jackson technique <laughs> because I had one glove. And I was like, I kind of like the Michael Jackson because I can touch it with my right hand and then my left hand has the glove on. And yeah. I was like pulling stuff or if something was questionable, I would touch it with my left hand. And if I wanted to feel the fabric, I would touch it with my right hand. I loved yeah. it. Just saying. Because huh. <laughs> I feel like people are so passionate whether they wear them or not, or they don't. Yeah. And I tend to, my whole world is in gray. I am the farthest thing from a black and white person you will ever meet. And so <laughs> it cracks me up that, of course, I loved wearing just one glove. Like that's so Lori to me. But yeah. anyways, it is. I highly recommend it. That is very Lori. <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, another thing, uh, just to throw one thing out there, if you do have allergies, because I feel you, my allergy sufferers, sometimes I walk into the bins and I just can't stop sneezing no matter what I do. Um, definitely take an allergy pill before you go in. Like, oh, wow. Yeah. If you have asthma, bring your inhaler because it can get very dusty in there, especially if there's like a lot of bedding and a lot of blankets and just things maybe that have been sitting around someone's house for a long period of time and they're just covered in the dust and mold and all that kind of stuff. Um, just prepare yourself if you got allergies. Yeah. If I had to pick between gloves and a mask, I would pick a mask, which I have yet to buy, but um, I have I've been one. feeling- Guess how many times I've used it? Yeah. You don't no. use it? I don't. Yeah. I, I, I feel like usually I'm there for a good two hours and I start like breathing and just feeling like, oh God, this would be a good time for a mask. Oh, chapstick. Oh, I need- This list I don't... is going to keep going on and on and on. <laughs> what? So this list is going to keep going on. And I'm on. sorry. I put chapstick on in the car. I have it in my car, but like in the days that I go in and I don't, and that gets back to it being dry in there. Chapstick is good. Okay. I'm done. That's it. Wait, I do have another one. <laughs> <laughs> a fanny pack or, or uh, leggings with pockets that you can put your keys in and um, like your phone or whatever. So I have a pair of leggings that I always wear to the bins that have pockets on either side. And I put like my phone and my debit, my debit cards in my phone. So I put it in one pocket and the other pocket has my keys. So. Oh, that's so smart to do. I have, um, I have always stood by my crossbody, but just recently I'm feeling like it's been a little in my way. Um, so yeah, you have to have your hands free and you yeah. don't want to leave a purse in the cart. So yes, that's yeah. good advice. I did a crossbody once and that was it that was enough. I was like, yeah, I can't do this. It's in my way. And I, then I kept getting nervous that like it was hitting people or people were going to grab my crossbody. I don't know. You get, you get weirded out sometimes. So yeah. Okay. Last tip. We're going to move on to something else. <laughs> yep. Talk sorry about, if that was too long. Yeah. Sorry guys. But you know, there's just so many different things that pop into our heads and we just have to say it. So mm-hmm. Goodwill outlet or store versus the traditional thrift or consignment store, Lori, what do you think of the pros and cons? Pros and cons. Um, right off the top of my head, I would say that time is a con for Goodwill Outlet because it's it's very time consuming. Mm-hmm. Um, if if I just want to run into somewhere quick, like when I did Savers the other day, the other day, I think I picked up like eighteen or nineteen pieces. Sorry, my son is screaming at his Madden game in the background. I apologize. Um, if you hear him yelling, that's Rocco. Um, so I feel like I can get in and out of a thrift store and um, it doesn't, it, it's not tiring for me. Sometimes I get energized when I go in and I have like 
I find a few good pieces. So in the bins is just a real commitment. Um, I need to shower when I get home. I usually go and I'm, I'm sluggish anyways, because I don't shower before I go. It's 41 minutes in one direction for me. And um, not that I've been there often. I have it down to the minute, 41 minutes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's 41 minutes there, 41 minutes home. And then and then it's a lot more to go through the stuff. 95% of the stuff has to be washed unless it's new with tag. And then it has to be steamed where sometimes you can get away. I mean, I will just steam certain things that I get from savers or a normal thrift store that's just well cared for and on a hanger, you know? So I think time is a big factor. Number one, what's something, what's something you would say as a comparison? I would say a con for me would be just not knowing if it's going to be worth your time and effort when you go to the bins, the bins are a lot of work. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a lot on your body and on your mind. And it's, um, it's really luck of the draw, right? I mean, I guess it's the same way in the thrift store, but I feel like you can generally leave a thrift store or, or um, like a savers or whatever and be able to find something, right? Like it may not be the most amazing thing, but you'll be able to walk away with something most of the time. Um, I feel like with the bins, you just never know what you're going to get because it could be an amazing day and you could have a full cart of such awesome things to resell, or it could be an awful day. And like, for me personally, I've driven almost two hours and I'm walking away with nothing and I've wasted an entire day that would be technically my day off. Um, cause I usually go on a Saturday and I've spent all this money and gas and the mileage on my car. So like, that's a big con for me. If I go to the bins and I've gotten nothing out of it. I don't think I've ever walked out with nothing ever. Um, I went once and I walked away with less than 10 items and it was was a complete failure. And I was there like, and I went, I stayed for like three hours. I left and went to savers. That's uh, five minutes down the road, got some stuff there. I was like, all right, well, it's still early. Let me go back to the bins. Maybe they've had some good rotations, went back and walked away with nothing. And I was like, okay, this was a complete waste of time. It left such a sour taste in my mouth because they just, there was a ton of people there and the rotations weren't great. They just didn't have good donations. And it was just like, that was a big hit for me because I just spent so much time and money, you know, the the gas alone, um, that's a whole tank of gas for me, basically. Yeah, that is. So yeah, so, so that actually piggybacks somewhat on what I said with, with time, you know, I think time is the biggest con to the Goodwill outlet. I mean, I, I do think a huge pro, um, which I think is the most obvious, is the cost of goods. I, I think if you're new to thrifting, it's a tremendous place to start experimenting with brands yes. and find your rhythm, find your style, get in there, take some chances because especially if you're paying by the pound, I pick up a, I, I shop very differently. Um, this This is kind of going back, but like Boston, I will pick up textiles because they're $1.75 no matter what. So I'm getting bedspreads and beautiful blankets. Um, New Hampshire, I won't do that because it's by the pound. But in New Hampshire, I'll buy a lot of scarves and silk blouses and light things that I can take a chance on. And you pick up four silk blouses, they may cost you a pound. You're talking about 30 cents an item. You know what I mean? And it's a great place to take chances. Um, So that is a huge pro. And your, um, you know, like like that Club Monaco sweater I got and sold for a hundred dollars today. I sold a St. John silk blouse that I got at the bins, sold for fifty dollars. Like your return on investment from the bins has 
such incredible potential. Like you can sell one thing and it will pay for your entire trip. Which I think is like the best thing when it comes to the bins is that you may only spend $25, $30 on all these items and all you have to do is sell one item. You know, it just takes that one piece and you maybe even double your money. So, you know, it's, that aspect of it is great. And I think it depends on where your bins are located too. So you might live in an area where you're getting amazing raw donations all the time. So every time you walk away, you know, you're making a good return on investment, you know, and you, you can pick up all these different pieces. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I think a relationship is always important. Like, like we were talking about, like, talking, talking to the employees. And, and I feel like I do have a relationship with the people at my local savers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes they'll say, Oh, we just put some new athletic wear out. I know you like Lululemon or whatever. Like they, they just know me or I know, I feel like if you frequent a regular thrift store, you might know their patterns better. Like I know at savers, um, their, um, back of house people, their operations staff doesn't work on Sunday, Monday, I believe. Yeah. So you're not getting a lot of new items out to the floor if you go in on a Monday, where if you go in on a Friday or a Saturday, they're bringing new stuff out. Or I know that they take their break. So if I'm there between 12 and 2, there's going to be an hour where no new stuff is coming out because they're all on break. So you get to know where I think the bins are less predictable all around. You don't know what the inventory is. You don't want, you don't know the rotation schedule necessarily. You don't know what's coming out. So yeah predictability I think is a con to the bins. I also in terms of like the pros of thrift stores I think that um, it's majority of it is raw donations but I've also noticed and I know other resellers have noticed that Savers for example and I'm I'm assuming Value Village because they're the same company do the same thing but they're also now purchasing wholesale items and receiving items um, from outside entities. I'm not quite sure where or how, or, you know, what that process is. And it's opening up the door for different types of items that we don't generally see in, in our local savers to now be available to us. So, so what are you seeing? Like, was um, there a particular brand that you've seen? Yeah, in your- but there was a period of time, I want to say for almost a month that there were a, is a significant increase or influx of more designer luxury items new with tags that you would not have found um, Mm. previous to that. And it only happened for that short period of time. And it was throughout various savers within this state and a couple other neighboring states as well. So um, now whether that was just a massive like a wholesale type thing that they maybe purchased from a Nordstrom rack or TJ Maxx, like, I don't know, you know, like the, it could have been a business deal, some sort, maybe a company went out of business that was nearby and they had a whole warehouse full of things. So, um, so yeah, interesting. When, when Jay and I were coming home from a visit out to Penn state to see Anthony, we stopped in Connecticut and several goodwills had new with tag stuff from target. Like, um, you know, their thresh, uh, what is it? Is it threshold? No. <laughs> what am I thinking of? I their know home goods, about, their but, home but goods threshold department. isn't that the home stuff. Yes. Yep. They had a bunch of that that was new. They had like stacks of backpacks with target tags. And it was, they, I bought a lamp there that I wish I had bought two. I'm still kicking myself. Um, but yeah, it was all their house good housewares and they were all new with tag, all from Target at probably four different Goodwills in Connecticut. So yeah, I can see that happening. Um, if you see trends, you're likely to see trends in the thrift stores. 
Yeah, you are. And that can kind of gauge you, you know, it's going to gauge your shopping experience and what you know, you're going to, what you're going to find and what you're going to look for. So you can kind of plan your trips a little bit differently where when you go to the bins, there's no real planning. It's just, you go, you know, and you experience it. So, so Daniela, what would you say is your preference? Which do you prefer? Thrift stores. Oh, I you do. Savers in particular. Yes. I prefer that. And I think that's something that's newer to me. I was, um, I want a low cost of goods. I want to go to the bins as often as I can. And then I just actually did a social media post on this. I just realized it was burning myself out too much. Um, and at the end of the day, when I really looked at it, I really wasn't saving myself that much money because of the gas and time and mm. everything else that was spent um, in me going to the bins so frequently. So I am now going to be a once a month bins girl and spend all day like I did before and, and plan out my day and hit up other consignment stores and thrift stores in the area and then like head home and probably hit up more stores on my way home. Like when I, st- like a bins day for me starts at like 4.30 in the morning because I That's have to crazy. get on the road. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're talking almost two hours, right? I get there when they mm. open. And then I leave midday and then I hit up different savers along my way home. So I usually don't get home until eight, nine o'clock at night. So it's, a lot, it's, it's, a, it's an all, all day affair for me, you know? So, um, so I'm going to do that once a month, but I love the, I love going to savers. Like, and I know that I'm paying more money, but I'm also getting a higher return on investment and a lot of stuff. So that's where my business and my business model is kind of taking me right now where I'm okay to spend a little bit more knowing that my return is going to be double, triple, quadruple, whatever it is. Right. Mm -hmm. And I also might, because one of my main focuses is the real, real, it's harder for me to find items at the bins to send to the real, real. Now it's happened, but it's not an all the time thing. Right. Less predictable. Yeah. When I go to the, the, to a thrift store, I I know I'm going to find at least one or two items. I know I can, you know, but I also know the brands they're looking for. I, mean, I know all the different, you know, all the different things that they will accept. So I'm very well versed in it. So I can go into a store and be able to find something 90% of the time, right? Like, I mean, sure that there's instances where I walk out and I haven't found anything for the real, real, but I have found really great items for me to resell myself. So that's great. That's great. Yeah, I can I can see that. I think once a month is enough for the bins. I mean, I think the big difference for me, again, I love them both. I'm, I, I live in that area. Like, honestly, it depends on my mood. It depends on the day. It depends on how much time I have. I feel like my schedule is different. Like today, the, my kids are on February break, and then my husband decided to work from home. This may have been a day that I would have gone sourcing, but when I woke up and realized everybody was here, Jay was home, I'm just, you know, I'm in for the day. Um, I, I feel like I have a lot of moving parts. My my schedule isn't always very predictable. Like if if the kids have a orthodontist appointment or whatever. So I think it depends on my mood, but I will say one thing. I feel like the bins are work. I feel like savers is like relaxing for me. <laughs> I can grab a coffee and walk through Savers for two hours and come out and feel super refreshed and recharged, like ready to go home and list. And, you know, I don't have a crazy amount of items. I I cherry picked what I wanted because you're paying more. So you're really thoughtful about what you're buying. When I go to the bins, I'm usually really tired when I get home. And then 
my work is just starting when I walk, walk through the door because yeah. the washing and, and the sorting and all that stuff. But I, I still hold true that I've had some of my absolute best returns on bins things. So I, mean, so I don't know. So Depends I. on my mood. Depends yeah. on my mood. But I, I love the bowls. I'm going to admit this to everyone who's listening, however many of you are listening to this episode, but I have... I get, I do get recharged like or, or charged up or excited in general when I when I'm at Savers. But there are times that I leave and I'm like, all right, I need to hit up at least three more before I go home because I had such an amazing experience. Or when I leave the bins, it's like, yeah, no, I'm good with thrifting for a while. Like I, you just want to go directly home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get mm-hmm. myself in trouble though when I go to Savers. Sometimes I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go to this one. Then I'm gonna go to this one. Then I'm gonna go to this one. Like it's bad. It's not good. Mine just aren't that close to one another. So I don't, I mean, the one that I go to all the time is about 10 minutes away. And then the closest one to that is like an additional 20 minutes, but then like 30 minutes away from home. So I could hit the two, but then it's like the 30 minute drive home. And again, it's usually like, oh, I got to go home and cook dinner. The kids are coming home. So whatever, like mom stuff. But, um, I don't know about any of the listeners out there, but I have like total mom guilt sometimes when I shop, like, if I've been there for a long time and, and if, if things are hot and I want to just keep on going, I'm like, oh, I really have to stop and get dog food and go home and cook a meal for my family. And I'm always like, that's, I have, I like have a lot the of same guilt. guilt and I'm not a mommy yet. And I, and I still have that guilt. I'm like, oh, I really need to go home and I need to do this. And I haven't been home in two hours and, and you know, like I got to cook dinner and, and I haven't talked to my grandma yet. Like you have all these things that I right do. Through. I feel that guilt. And my mom's 70th birthday this year, she, she told me for her birthday, she wanted to go thrifting. And I was like, seriously, that sounds like a gift for me. Yeah, and right. she mapped, she mapped out, I actually have a video of it and it's, it, she was so sweet, but she mapped out like seven different consignment stores and thrift stops stops along the way. We started at the bins in New Hampshire. We didn't stay long because my mom is 70. We had a full day ahead of us. Um, So we stayed for like an hour and a half, picked up a few things. And then we hit like Goodwills and Salvation Armies all along the way. And then we stayed in Portsmouth, New Hampshire for the night. And we went out to this great Italian restaurant. We shared a bottle of wine, but we literally shopped. It was like, and I kept saying to her, this is the strangest feeling for me because like when we're done at this store, we're just going to a next, to another store. And I yeah. never have this feeling. I always feel that pull, like I have to get home. I have to get home like all the time. So I think the bins can wear on me for that too. Cause I just like one of the times I was at the bins, my, it was like a jackpot was like between three and 5 PM. And the truth of the matter was I'm never there at that time because I always have to get home and um, it clears out. So it's really yeah. just regulars and they have their pick. So if I can go back and stay longer days on a weekday, I'd like to do that. But all right, we're running late. We should do our last segment. I know. But wait, I had I had two questions from people that I want to answer because I want I want to put these in here and then we'll we have a new segment, guys. So don't leave us yet. Um, <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of fun, I promise. Uh, so someone did ask us a question as to which bins when we go to the bins, like where do we start? Do we go to shoes or clothes? Do we hit every single bin? We kind of talked about this earlier. Like we look for clothes and shoes and purses and stuff like that for the most part. I start at shoes and then I go to clothes. And the only time I go to hard goods is when I'm kind of bored or I need a change of scenery. Yeah, same. I rarely ever touch hard goods and books. Sometimes I just kind of stand over there just to look at them because I don't actually pick them, but it's Don't fun. be discouraged by hard goods. Like I want to say no. like my friend Rafaela, the bins queen, 
she spends a lot of, she finds gold in the hard, in oh. the um, hard goods. So some people, even if they're clothing resellers, which I would say that Rafaela is, if you don't follow the bins queen on Instagram, you should, she's great. She does a ton of restoration progress projects, but she loves hard goods, but you and I don't. No, I mean, I'll look on occasion, but it's not like, like it, I don't get joy out of that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then someone else had asked what bins we go to. We already talked about that as well. New Hampshire, Boston, any of the New England ones really we'll go to, mm-hmm. um, you know. I've been to South Carolina. I've been to New York's uh, Queens. South Carolina ones, I went in Columbia and they were the bigger bins. They had a thing where they opened the door um, on Thursday nights where it was like 90, it's half off. So I think their normal price was like $1.49 a pound and they opened the doors on Thursday nights and I just literally happened to get there. The doors were locked when I got there. I'm like, what's going on? They're like, oh, it's half off night. I'm like, half off at the bins? They said, yes, but they don't do any rotations. They don't do any rotations. It's literally their night to clear things out. It's 75 cents a pound and, um, and they don't do rotations, but you like clear everything out. And then my assumption is they start fresh the next day with new bins. So huh. those, those, those are the bins I've been to. Interesting. Yeah. All right, guys. So we have this new segment that we, we want to launch with you guys. And I feel like I need to find a drum roll to add into this. <laughs> Can you hear this? Can you hear it? (laughs) I just banged on my wall. Now my dogs are going to bark. So this new segment is going to be called Take It or Leave It. And um, actually one of you guys who listens to our podcast said you loved when Lori and I a few episodes ago and one of the sourcing ones discussed brands that we're picking up or we're leaving behind and why or why not. So we are going to have this in every episode now at the end. We're going to talk to you guys about a few brands that we are either picking up or we just don't care anymore and we're leaving it behind. Yes. And we want to be brief with this. So we won't get like too into detail, but we may have to, there are certain brands where, um, oh, well, I'll I'll buy their leggings, but I won't buy their sweaters or whatever. So we can do that, but we'll try to be brief and we're going to go over a few brands every week. We're going to hit on different brands. Yes. So number one is Everlane. I will pick up everything Everlane. Except for like a basic tea. Like I won't pick up a basic tea because that's pointless to me. Okay. Well, I'll pick up the basic tea too. In fact, um, I was just for, uh, Sunday, found some wide leg Everlane jeans. I listed them um, for $48 or $50. And in 20 minutes, I got a $40 offer and they sold. They, like Everlane is just it's fast. Good. It is a fast flip. But I did buy a striped t-shirt though, but that's still in my closet. So we'll yet to be determined. It would depend on cost of goods when it comes to the basic tea. Because if it's priced, I'm not going to purchase it. Because they sell online between 30 to 30 to 40 bucks. So yes, that's a good point. So it was half off day. I believe it was marked $2.99. So I paid $1.50. Okay. So that's worth it then. Yeah. So Everlane's a, a big yes. Although I will say one disclaimer, I bought a pair of men's Everlane navy blue shorts uh, at Goodwill for four ninety nine, and they've been in my closet for probably six months. And I think I have them marked at thirty two dollars. Okay, so I'm not alone in that. I did pick up Everlane. Uh, they're like khaki pants, and they're the ones that I asked you if would fit Rocco. And oh they're yeah, fitting. So maybe men's. Maybe men's. Maybe men's isn't yeah. great, but women's is hot. One hundred percent. Okay, next brand is Flax. Some of you people might not know what Flax is, but it's a lagging look. You'll hear that term tossed around. It's a lagging look brand. Um, I will pick up most Flax items. Um, 
It really yes. Style. It's typically linen. Flax is usually yes. 100% linen. Um, Always over, linen. Oversized, like mm-hmm. more mature, um, but good return. So I would say yes to flax. I have passed on flax, certain basics, but um, I've also done pretty, I probably have like a 65, 70% sell through rate on my flax pieces. Um, and yeah, they're, I feel like a lot of stores don't know flax, so you can usually pick them up inexpensively. So okay. flax is F-L-A-X. Correct. Um, I, when yeah. I find it in my size, so they are oversized. So if I can find it in a medium large, I usually keep it for myself because I love to wear flax pieces. I want to say I've probably picked up six or seven pieces for myself and I love them for work, especially for the spring and summer. They're, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, they're great. So I'm a big flax fan, but I will only pick up the linen. I won't pick up the cotton blend stuff because it just doesn't sell as well. You know, what's funny. I think I have a cotton piece that hasn't sold. And when I picked it up, I assumed it was linen because I didn't think they made anything else. But yeah, the cotton hasn't moved for me. Yeah. I'll have to go look at the, I, I think it's the cotton piece, well, but and usually I think like their jackets, like anything with like their buttons or like, mm-hmm. they have like that, like it, it's like a cardigan, but it's linen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those pieces are nice. Like anything that can be worn as outerwear. And flax, if you were to buy it retail is extremely expensive. So it's one of those brands you may not hear often, but um, those who love it will spend the money on it. So definitely have a very loyal following. So worth the pickup in my okay. opinion. The next category, it's not even, it's a category. It's not even, it's not even this a, is- <laughs> because there's so many to cover, but athleisure in general. So I typically will pick up athleisure depending on the brand and stuff. So let's go over those brands because I think the brands are very important. Yes. To- so Lululemon, yes, 80% of the time, it really depends on what the style is and how old it is. And if it's a unicorn, like, you know, people throw that out there, unicorn, Lululemon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if it's one of those, then yes. If it's just one that mm, occasionally sells for 20, 30 bucks, because Lululemon's super saturated. Value, yep. It, the resale value has definitely decreased. You know, that's why I'm saying like 80% of the time, yes, I'll pick up Lululemon if the price yeah. is right. So Lulu was, um, when I looked at my analytics, it was like my top selling brand of 2019. And that could be like, I get a lot from my daughter, um, stuff she doesn't wear anymore. She was a dancer. I've shared that before. So I I had uh, in the beginning, a lot of my Lululemon came from Angelina. I happened to find a ton at my savers. The stuff I'm passing on right now on for Lululemon are, um, wide leg pants, um, which usually coincide with super crazy worn pills pills that like you can't even get out because whatever that fabric is like just like old lululemon pants um the wide leg in fact i brought some wide legs lululemons to plato's and they wouldn't accept them yeah so that tells you if plato's not accepting a lululemon style you know it's pretty dead so um so yeah, and I have a lot of luck with Lululemon tennis skirts. It's one of my favorite things to pick up because I feel like it's an automatic like 35 to $45 if you buy it for the right price and it's easy to photograph and easy to store and it doesn't tend to pill like the leggings. So I love picking up their skirts. Hmm, I've never found any of their skirts. I will pick up the zip ups you know, non Yeah, like a hoodie. Yeah. I'll Scuba hoodies. Up. But but they're not, I mean, that's more like, I feel like a lot of those jackets now are more like $30, $35 as opposed to yeah. like they used when they used to, to sell. Be, Their bags sell well. I do very well with their bags. Hmm. I've never mm-hmm. sold any of their bags. Yep. 
Um, I've sold one of their bags for $90 and another one for $55 off the top of my head. One of the $90 one, I was doing comps on it and someone, it was the first time I saw ISO and I had no idea what it meant. And then I read the description and I'm like, oh gosh, this person saying in search of this bag, I just bought for $6 and they had what they would pay for it. So I listed it for a hundred. They offered me 80. We settled on 90 and it sold really fast. But I found that person like when I was trying to do comps and I had no idea what ISO meant. Yeah. I, I should probably look into that more often when people are searching for certain things. I just never do it. Yeah. A lot of them popped up with the Rothies that I found the mm-hmm. celestial ones because people are looking for like Virgos in a size eight and a half. You know what I mean? So people were in search of, there were a lot on the page for, for that particular huh. thing, but okay. So how do you feel about Athleta? Okay, I know people don't like to pick it up, but I will pick up Athleta if the if it's under six ninety nine. I will pick it up, and I sell it really well. I sell Athleta easier than and easier and better than Lululemon. That's interesting. I I feel like Athleta is a little underrated. Like I like it. I passed I on a pair good. at Savers. They were only like three fifty. Maybe I what you tell me if you would have picked them up. They were like a maroon color, which I hate to photograph, but um. You hate pants. They were, they were what, hun? You hate pants in general. Oh yes, I do. But but especially especially periwinkle blue and maroon. I don't like to photograph those. They cast a shadow for some reason. But anyways, these were like maroon, and they were like they were somewhere between Bermudas and capris. But they weren't quite capris, and they were longer than Bermudas. It was a really odd length, almost to the point where I thought there was a zipper attached, like that somebody had zipped off the bottom part of the pants. And they were super low rise. I don't know. They were only three fifty, but I passed on them. I would have passed on them too if they're low rise. Yeah. And they're too unique of a of a style. If they were Bermudas, I would have picked them up because I actually like that. I like that longer length short, and they were that they were that nylon, like the um, like the dance studio Lululemon pant, that really lightweight. But yeah, I passed on those. But um. I like their sweaters. They have a lot of pretty merino wool sweaters. I feel like Athleta has more, um, more me, like a fake person who likes to wear athletic wear, but I don't work out. Like, <laughs> I feel like Athleta knows me. Like Lululemon stuff is like, you look like you should be at the gym. Yeah. I feel like a lot of Athleta is just like casual, like weekend wear. Yeah, I'll pick up their dresses. I'll pick up their cardigans. I'll pick up their sweaters. And they're usually good, like 40, anywhere from 35, 40 to even 55, 60, depending on the piece. So I feel like their dresses for me sit. If anybody wants an athleta dress, visit my Poshmark closet at Lori Boston (laughs) Found. I have so many of their freaking dresses. And when they sell, they sell for maybe 30, but I have so many. I have two right now and they have a lot of uh, likes, but nothing yet. Maybe summer's coming. I've been, my dresses have been picking up, so that's good. Okay, Gymshark. I love Gymshark. I like Gymshark too. And the thrift store typically prices it really low because they don't know it. So they don't know it. I am also- Every time I've had a Gymshark, it's sold. The one that I featured on my Instagram actually sold to a viewer. But um, I love Gymshark. Yes, very fun. Beyond yoga, it is not as known out there, but pick it up because people love it. Okay, I picked up my first two pairs yesterday. The thrift store that I go to, if it's Lululemon, they don't, um, even if it's not marked, if you bring it to the register, they they price it up. But the rest of their leggings are $3.99. They have no idea 
of anything outside of Victoria's Secret Reebok. They marked Reebok at $14.99, which was hysterical. And Victoria's Secret, Pink, Lululemon, Athleta, all $10 and up. Some Nikes they marked up. And then they don't know SoulCycle. They don't know... um, Beyond Yoga. So I picked up two Beyond Yoga pair of leggings for $3.99. I got Aloe sports bras. Oh my God, Aloe. Um, How's that not on the list? Aloe, pick it up. <laughs> pick it up. I've never found their pants ever. Just oh my two God, sports bras the other day. Ever. I am People obsessed them. Beyond Yoga, Aloe. And another one that we didn't add on our list was Outdoor, um, outdoor Voices. Voices. Absolutely mm-hmm. pick those up as well. That's a huge one right now. People um, love it. Zella is a no for me. It's got to be really special. Um, Or it has to be like four in the same size that are like a buck each and I can lot them together. I mean, Zella, uh, I I learned this, um, that Zella is made by the same people who make Lululemon. Same company, same mother company. Yeah, someone at Nordstrom told me that when um, I was shopping their stuff. So it's actually super high quality. I think Zella has a following and if people like Zella, they'll pick it up. But it's just the... um, it's just not the same no it's not uh lucy i've never picked up i've wanted to because i know like nicole state has picked it up and a few other resellers have it just their pieces just don't do it for me so i don't pick it up i used to personally wear you lucy like i'm talking like 15 years ago when it first came out and i had a i had this one cute t-shirt of a girl walking a dog and the dog was stretching and it said like downward dog and i sold it for like 25 or 30 bucks it was super cute like their quality is nice they have this one tank top that I refuse to get rid of because it just like covers all my parts and holds me in in all the right places. Um, But yeah, generally I just, I feel stylistically they're just, they're, they miss the mark for me, but they do have some loyal people, but I tend to pass on it like 95% of the time. Yeah. Um, One that not many people might know of, but I, I knew about and purchased and sold within a week's time is Alphalete. And it's, uh, it's really big in the Instagram world and a lot of uh, fitness models wear it. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's not really something common that you'll find at the thrift store, but if you do, it's definitely something you want to pick up. I saw it yesterday and passed. Oh, did you really? I did. Uh, Didn't know. I was like, it. it was like getting to the end and I looked at it and I felt it and I was like, literally like it was one of the last things I touched and I said this feels good and I just didn't grab it yeah it's it's really good and it I want to say I sold it for 50 bucks so um I paid 2.99 for it at Savers so it is great it's it has a very very loyal following in the uh bodybuilding fitness model realm so Mm. I followed that they love that brand uh Aviva I never pick it up Never pick it up. I did at first. Iviva is the children's line for Lululemon. And what I found is by the time girls know what it is, like like when my daughter was dancing and young, they had just come out with it. And I feel like she liked it for about a week when she was 11. And then she turned 12 and she wanted Lululemon and just wanted it in like extra, extra small zero. I, I feel like they screwed up by changing the logo for the children. Because I think if they kept the logo the same, they yep. would have had huge success. So like Athleta has, it just says Athleta Girl. I mean, and I know friends, I have this one friend who is a peanut. She's like 98 pounds soaking wet. And she would want to wear the Iviva, but it had like the, I don't know why they did that. I don't know. Yeah. 
And um, the last one we're going to talk about is Carbon 38. Now, I've never personally found it in the thrift store. I would love to. Um, I found it. It sold really well for me. I had no idea what I had. It was just, I knew it was great. And I, that was like a $50, $60 yeah. pair of leggings. It is. It is a has a huge following and the quality is really great. I've just never been able to find it yet, but I will find it one day. You'll find it one day. And one thing that's not on the list that people should know about is Spanx. Spanx oh leggings. God, yeah. That's another good one to put in there. Yeah. I mean, we could, we could have a whole episode on leggings and Spanx and athleisure, but on um, leggings in general. But yeah, I think Spanx has a huge following, good quality. I like their, um, like the snake skin or anything that makes them different. They're, they're huge sellers. So I pick up Spanx in general across the board, but their leggings do very well too. Moto style leggings, make a notation of that. And when you find them, pick them up because people love it. Explain. Uh, like the leather biker looking moto style. Oh, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Sorry. It's getting they late. Very <laughs> hip and cool right now. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. All right, guys. I think we that should wrap it up. It's been like almost two hours. So, you know. Has it really? Oh, my I God. It's so, I when, I'm, when we started. <laughs> I think we started a little bit later than planned, but still, it's been a long time. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Thrifters Villa. We really appreciate everybody's support. Um, if you have a chance and you would like to leave us a review, an honest review, we would appreciate it. And um, yeah, keep on giving us feedback because we're in real time and we're recording these about a week in advance. So there's there's always room for flexibility. It's just the two of us. We are the creators, so we can we can tuck and move as needed. So keep your suggestions coming. We really like them and appreciate you. Thank you, everyone. I hope you guys like this episode. I hope you like our new segment that we're going to be including every week. And uh, we'll see. Send us brands that you want us to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely send yeah. us brands. That way yeah, we can that, see that growing. We'll discuss. Okay, everyone. Good night. Good night or good day or good, good afternoon. For us, it's good night. <laughs> it's very good night. All right. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.